is your host, Alex Garrett. Well, happy St. Patrick's Day. That's the first thing I got to tell you. And uh, thanks, as always, for tuning into this podcast, Alex Garrett Podcasting. And for, for St. Patrick's Day and to honor Ireland and to hire, uh, honor the Irish tradition, really, uh, I could have gone many places, but I didn't want to. I chose Mama Pat Jordan of the Games for the Physically Challenged and the Physically Challenged Irish-American Youth Team's leader. First of all, Pat Jordan, thanks for joining my podcast on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, thank you for having me, Alex. It's a pleasure to be on with you. Clearly, we didn't see each other last year, which really broke a streak of, what, 20-something years at the Games for Physically Challenged. But uh, for our games community, just tell us how you guys are doing. I mean, the Jordan family is is really one of the big families at the Games, so so I'm sure people want to know how you guys are doing through this. Well, we're all doing good, thank God. Um, We have uh, my grandchildren are spread out all over now, but that's all right, right? They all come back to the Games. Unfortunately, this year, as you know, there will be no game. So it'll be another year, but maybe we'll do something. Who knows, right? Well, and I got to tell you one thing. Uh, your granddaughter, Erin, uh, she actually and her mom, she saw me at the parade a couple of years ago. And um, Cathedral Security, they were like, yeah, he, we we know him. He's great. So they let me in to go see the Cardinal. So if it wasn't for... Aaron, I don't think I would have seen the Cardinal a couple of years ago. So there's that connection to the Jordan well, family. Well, that's very good. That would have been John's connection, really. But they were there. Erin is a Marine now. She's the second lieutenant in the Marines, and she's stationed in South Carolina at Cherry Ridge Marine Base or Cherry Ridge Air Base or whatever it is. Yes. Well, so, I know she's uh, very, very proud of her. I know she's very pumped also because she was the one that I saw on her Facebook feed talking about Army-Navy coming to MetLife Stadium. I don't know if that's happening still with the pandemic, but hopefully it is. Well, let's hope it is, right? Because she graduated from Annapolis. That's right. She was. and uh, We're all all Navy, right? Yes, definitely. Well, uh, yes, we are. And it's funny. uh, Our station carries Army. But that's another story for another day. Um, (laughs) But St. Patrick's Day... I've always felt connected through the cathedral and my connection with the Cardinals, but also Absolutely. through a, a trip to Ireland, which yeah. I happen to get, thank, you know, get the opportunity to do thanks to you, Mama Pat Jordan, and the Physically Challenged Irish American Youth Team. First of all, how that's 2008, like almost uh, four, you know, 13 Is years that ago. When you went? Yes, oh it goodness. was. How that was Fun 13 years Time really does. How it was 13 years ago, I don't know. But secondly, the way I got to tell the story is, so Pap Jordan kept telling my dad, you got to go, you got to go. And we had this connection to the Yankees, which was very tough to let go of during the summer. And then finally I said, you know what, let's do this. And we got, after the All-Star game at Yankee Stadium in 2008, we drove, uh, you know, I got a few hours sleep. That thing ended up at 3 a.m. But we drove very early to American Legion in Albertson, got lined up with the crew, at uh, going to Ireland with the Physically Challenged American Youth Team. And then we were off to Dublin. And I'll tell you, those two weeks, I think I grew up a little more than I did, you know, 20-plus years of life at that, you know, 15, 16 years at that point. So thank you for that experience. I want to personally thank you for that opportunity. Oh, well, thank you. It's It was a great trip, wasn't it? Um, we went for maybe, I don't know how many years we did that. Maybe we had 20 years. 
with all the kids, a lot of the kids from the Biscotti School, because I worked there, right? And uh, from all over the It was a great trip. And I think everybody learned to be a little more independent when we did that. Oh, 100. But we got to do things in Ireland that no tourist ever got to do, as you know, right? Well, we went to so many different things that I, I mean, it was, I feel like I, I kept a journal there, but uh, there were a few highlights. Firstly, the idea of having the games in Ireland, you know, this was a whole thing. It was an exchange program that right. was around. We would go to Ireland. They would come in, not just the athletes, by the way. They'd bring in their, nope. you know, bagpipes and, you know, drums. And it was everything. just they everything. They drove, right? <laughs> Literally came in droves to, to uh, Nassau County Mitchell Field. And, uh, you know, we missed yep. them, obviously. And we always obviously. think about Bill Broderick when we talk about this. But... Yes, he's down here in Florida, too. I was talking to him just recently. But, Pat, I, I also want to know your favorite. I mean, obviously, every year has favorite memories. But take us down memory lane on St. Patrick's Day. What what did it mean to you every year to be able to provide that opportunity for kids who are physically challenged to be able to go and be part of something special in Ireland? Well, you know, we felt very privileged to, to be able to do that my family and me, because it, it was something that, if it wasn't for this particular team and the people behind it, by the way, the board of directors of the team were the ones that raised all the money and did um, a lot of the contact work for us. If it wasn't for that, these kids would never get, a lot of them would never, never get to see anything like that. Plus, it brought a closeness with to us and the athletes, Right. And oh. it kept us in good contact with the people over there. People from there would bring the kids here for our games, and then we'd bring the kids back, and they'd come and help with the team when we were there. And it was such a—it was just good friends and a lot of fun, and it was great to see all these kids. Uh, everybody seemed to blossom. Mm. I don't I- know how to put it. But if you t- anybody you talk to will tell you that it was such an experience and it made them feel so good and independent. Because basically, I, everybody has chaperone. Basically, you're on your own, right? One hundred percent. That is so true. And there was even the chaperones were like, you know what? Just you know, they, they let us have life. They let us live life. And you know, this is one thing in the community, the disabled community. I think you guys, just like the games for physically challenged. You said, don't be afraid to live life. And I think that to this day, especially in a pandemic, there's there's still that message that needs to be told. Come in. Well, these days, everything's different, Alex. You know, like there's no parade in the city. Remember when we marched? That's what I was going to say. That was another because not only was I in Ireland, then we went in the parade. I remember it was like, it was such a beautiful day. It was, it was cloudy and cold, but it was beautiful in the sense that we got to yeah. march. Your feet were falling off on your own. But it's hard to back to where we were going. But it wasn't. And then we went back to Bill's Day 90s, remember, for the fundraising party? Yeah, the whole day. I think I might have actually went to school because there was something I had to go back out to school for. But okay. I, I remember that, that we were able to march early in the morning, and it was just... Uh, it was fun, and of course, whenever we got to stop in front of the cathedral and see the cardinal, uh, wasn't it? That was Cardinal O'Connor was so great, wasn't it? Well, O'Connor was. He was actually when I was a little kid, but I think it was Egan when we went, if I'm not mistaken. But oh, well, he was. Well, well, let me ask you though: Did did you have 
Did you were you guys able to march every year in that parade, or was there special years, or how did that end no, up? No, we happening? marched. At, well, we started out um, a long time. The first year we started out, Stephen McDonald wanted to march, so uh, we went with him, and it was a big thing. And we were celebrities, really. We were celebrities because um, someone had said they wouldn't let wheelchairs in the parade. And well, we bought it, and we got in it. And, and tell people who Stephen McDonald was, because they may not remember that name. Stephen McDonald was a cop in the wheelchair, remember? I remember, yeah, and he was uh, gunned down, thankfully survived yep. a shooting. Talk, right, but he did a lot for getting us in that parade. And, and we marched, that year we marched with the state troopers. Then my son Edward and his partner, were the president and the vice president of the whole name of the police department. So they invited us to march with them. And we could have marched under our own banner, but we would have had to fill out a lot of paperwork, and you know how good I am at that. Yeah. And we would have had to march at the end of the parade, because as you come in, you get to the end, and then you got to work your way up. And we'd be marching at about 4 or 5 o'clock, so the holy name said, good, come and march with us, right? And in the prime time, yeah. Well. Yep. It did. Except they said they never, never going to win an award when we're marching with them because they give awards, you know, for the straight lawns and everything. Never happened, right? And then one year they said, when we get to the cathedral, please don't tie us up too long. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not the one that ties you up. It's the cardinal. Talk to him, right? Yeah. You know, you've dedicated basically your entire life to this, the games, um, physically challenged athletics. What's that like for you each and every year? I mean, obviously when the Irish were here, it enhanced it, but even so, as the years have gone on, what's it like to see these kids continually compete when we're not in a pandemic, um, of course? You know, the last year we had the games, we had about 1,200 kids, right? Yeah, it was. So I asked the first year with a couple of hundred and we got up to 1,200 and I don't know most of them anymore, but it's still it's such a, a thrill to see them out in that field running and doing their field events. The swimming I don't go to anymore. It's too hot and I'm too old to sit in the heat, right? The basketball, of course, forget. That's a, a Viscardi thing, so you have no choice but to go to that, right? Oh, you got to go and support the Cougars, right? I mean, you got to, so there's that. Yep. I, I don't but know if you... Uh, go. Sorry, go for I, it. It's, you know... I don't think people realize how important these games are to these children. The ones that go all, like you were there every year, right? How many years were you there? Every year. Every year. Yeah, minus 2009. Let me get that on the record because of H1N1. Viscardi could not compete that year, but basically That's right. every year. And I got to say, do you, do you know that yeah. you've impacted this generation, like my generation of athletes, Brianna, uh, myself, oh, make me cry Shane, now. Addy, all of us. Like you've your experience like this changed so you many know, lives. Okay, that you make me cry. <laughs> it was my pleasure though, and it was my fun. And I, um, I missed the games desperately last year, and I'm gonna have to miss them again this year. But uh, and it's all the same people who've been doing this for years and years. These games, you know, like Susie Ryan is still there every year, right? Yeah, Susan Gordon Ryan. We got Sue Maxwell, of course. She was the one that started it, right? She did. She did. And uh, so many of the volunteers have been there since the beginning, right? 30 years. I've, we were volunteering for 30 years 
Wow. That was two years ago, that one. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me ask we you. Could, we could, but we can't. When you guys started the Irish American, the physical Irish American youth team, did you think of it longevity-wise, or did you take it year no, by year? Did, no, no. Let me tell you that first year. Right here, story that first year? Yeah, go for it. Okay. I hope you have a long podcast here. Patricia, you know Patricia, my daughter? Yes, yep. She and Margaret both worked for Susie Roy. And this guy, Susie met this guy at uh, uh, one of the Friendly Sons things. And uh, she was telling about the games and all, and he said, Oh, he could get some kids from my own together and bring them over. All right? So, sure, why not? And he did. And then they got here, and Susie asked Patricia if she would stay with them for the, I, I guess they were here two weeks then, I don't remember. And, um, you know, show them around, do different things with them. You know, she, sure, why not? So off she went to Hofstra. Now, I was away that weekend. I think it was Memorial Day weekend, as a matter of fact. And I was away, all right? And I come home, and I went, I went to cook dinner, and I said to Ed, I think somebody robbed our house. <laughs> because all my pots were gone, my knives and my forks and most of my plates. She took everything to Hofstra. She said, oh, Mom, they don't have anything. we got to eat, you know? I had nothing in my kitchen, Alex. Oh, my and gosh. And then she up, and she said, oh, uh, can we have your refrigerator? <laughs> For the two weeks. Can you have my refrigerator? We need give me a break. But well, we did give them a refrigerator that we had in the garage. And that's what started Patricia being involved with the Irish team, right? That's And at that point, I wasn't involved with them. I was involved because I was still working at Biscotti, and I was more involved with the games. Because Susie Ryan, Susie Ryan is uh, Ed's cousin, by the way, just for the record. So, you know, we're all in this together, right? So that's how it started. And then as I started getting a little bit involved with them and a little bit more because I'd see them more at the games. And then at night I'd go over to whatever they were doing. And then when I retired and Patricia by that time had Connor, I said, all right, I'll do it, you know. So we started staying at Hofstra, and uh, it was a great run, let me tell you. We had a lot of fun. We met a lot of nice people. We had a lot of laughs. We used to laugh sometimes till I started a lot of times, as you yeah. know. Yeah. And then after a few years of them coming, they said, well, uh, how about we go over to Ireland and take some kids? So the first group was about five kids. I do believe Megan Kuchiri was one of yeah, them. Yeah, she was right? involved with that, yep. Yes, and, and uh, but we had no money, right? So that we would stay down in um, south of Wexford in the school, so the, a spina bifida school it was, and we'd sleep in the classrooms, and we'd eat in the dining hall. We had no money for anything. The only transportation we had was uh, the police, the guards. They would drive us around the vans. We couldn't. But then when Brother came along, so raising all that money, we thought we were rich. We hired, we got vans up here. Because up here, if you remember, I shouldn't maybe say that where we got our vans from. But the PAL gave us vans to use for the two weeks, so we could get around. Wow, so that's had, uh, yeah. It, it all started a little bit, and then it grew, and then it grew, and and then. Well, how many then, kids did they send right? over their first year? Say again? How many kids did they send over their first year competing here? I think about 10, maybe. I'd have to ask Patricia. But I think about 10. 
right? And then uh, the chaperones, and they do all the cooking and everything at uh, at Hofstra. Hofstra was very good to us. They used to charge us, and they don't charge us anymore. Well, we don't come anymore. But they stopped charging the games, which is good. Pat, when you um, said your pots were missing, I thought Aussie, you know, he he would yeah. bang those pots in the morning in in Dublin. I wondered if he did that here in New York. Uh, too. Yeah, he retired uh, this year from the Air Corps. Oh, very good. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. He's getting old, too. Thank well, he God ended up taking too. us into some places that he was able to get into, if I remember correctly, uh, in 2008 as well. Like, he got us some access that we wouldn't have gotten elsewhere. So. Oh, you know. yeah. Well, like, like the Air Corps base, right? Yeah, that's right. Exactly. That's what I remember. The president's plane that you shoot those big old guns. And they had all those birds. Remember the eagles? Well, I was going to say, did every trip have that opportunity of getting a snake wrapped around their necks or, you know, holding up the eagle <laughs> and no, the birds? No, no, no. That was special for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was off. Where were we then? I don't even remember. We were up, up north someplace, right? Yeah, and then when we crossed the border, he started yelling out the window. I'm like, there goes Ozzy, you know? But Yeah. That was, uh, and hopefully one day there could be unification over there. Who knows, right? But it, it was interesting because politics did play a role in the sense that we got to visit the president's house. And um, we I, had tea with the president, right? It, it reminded we, me of the White House. With the American ambassador. Remember, we'd have tea with the American. You know who would set that up would be, uh, remember Colm, Colm, the cop in the Yes, Colm. Yep, yep. Yeah, well, he was the one who would set all that up for us. So we did a lot more than just compete, and I think that that's a memory I have. But, you know, those little medals that we got, I'll never forget those. I still have those hanging up, and it's, yeah. it's all in Irish. It's, just, it's great. And you got the American flag and the Irish flag on there. Yeah. Yeah. But that's right. As it you worked s- out well. I, I, I was very proud of the whole program. And, of course, I was very proud of all the kids. We always had good kids. We never had problems, right? Right. Well, I was going to ask, as you started to do this more than just once, you know, more than just once, and you did it, went back over, and you did the planning and everything, um, how much excitement yeah. did you get, Keep not only just going, but planning it and then recruiting kids to be part of it? There were it so many elements to this job. that people may not know about. It, ca- it became almost a full-time job. Ed used to laugh because he said you could go back to work and make money because, of course, everything... Anybody who was involved with the team, it was all volunteer. We had no paid, which was good because then any money they made went directly to the team. Right? That's right. Everything yeah. was volunteer on both sides. But it did get to be a full-time job. But that was all right because I had nothing else to do anyway. I was retired, right? It was hard leaving this body, wasn't it? Uh, well, I don't remember when you left because I, I was probably very young then. But I... Uh, I just remember you at the games, and, you know, graduating from Viscardi was tough enough. I can't imagine working there day in, day out, and then retiring. I mean, uh, it was, Well, it took me a year to really – I retired, and I remember someone asking Ed what I was doing now that I was retired. He did the same thing she did when she was working on she said, get paid back. <laughs> <laughs> I used to – I went down to teach religion. After we so much go on a trip, I go on a trip. We used to do great trips and all with Scotty, right? Oh my gosh! Uh, day at the beach, different trips. Remember, uh, Teresa Capio Bianco set up some great things too over the years yeah, as she well. Was very good. And uh, I don't, 
I, I hardly know anyone down here anymore besides Joy and Carol Dolan, right? Well, I was going to say, how vital was Joy and Joe in getting kids to be part of the trip? Because, I mean, you did take a lot of Ascardi kids over. Yeah, I did. I took Joe a lot, too. I, because Joy was, Joy was great, too. She was always good. You know, all my kids went to school today, the little kids, my grandchildren, with Max. On with Shamrock Fun. Where do you think mm-hmm. they came from? Joy. <laughs> she would take that. If I saw a kid I wanted to take, she would approach the parents and all. Because sometimes a, a complete stranger going to tell I take the kid away for two weeks doesn't work, right? Well, to be honest, sometimes taking the kids out for the weekend at the games was a little nervousness for parents, you know? But yes. to find that strength to do it for just that weekend, it was like, well, why not do it for two weeks out of the country, you know? No, why not? What the heck? Just get this. And then they were, some parents were always afraid that really was gay. If they talked to the kid and all about that really was going to cost them money. But it didn't really, except for the passport, right? Right. Well, and, and the fundraising, I mean, this was the incredible part of our, our trip. Was It was, unfortunately, the last one. And I thought, my well, God. Because it was- my God, if I never took advantage of that opportunity, what would my life be like? And so I just think God had us placed in the right moments, right, Pat? Right, right. So, but you know what happened with the fundraising was 9-11. Uh, we lost a lot of our fundraisers in that because they worked in those buildings, right? And uh, then the recession came, and that was it. We were done. But it was a good run, Alex. Well, how did and you the keep games it? will still come back, I'm sure, right? Oh, the games will. I just wonder if the PCIAYT, Physically Challenged Irish American no, Youth Team, will I ever come back. I, well, not unless someone else wants to do it, because I'm an old lady now, Alex. Right? I couldn't do it now. I don't have that strength and energy anymore. You know? Well, did you ever think that, yes, yeah, someone could pick this mantle up? Or did you ever, like, was that ever well, a thought? I don't think so. I, I think the fundraising would be almost impossible. Those trips would cost um, maybe $150,000 each way. All right? You guys figured besides the plane fares, which was $1,000 a kid and $1,000 a chaperone, right? And then you had, you had to rent bands. Over an island, we got to the bus. Remember, we always went to join the bus, driving bus. Right. And then it was gas, and then it was all the food, and then it was, it just, the expense was humongous. They didn't charge us much over an island to stay at uh, St. Joe's. As a matter of fact, it was like $2,000 for the two weeks, which was a big, because we had that whole campus, right? Right. Oh, that dormitory was just uh, it, legendary. Pat, I've got to ask you this. You, you know, uh, for many of us, it sort of became a, well, we'll see you next year at the at that Sunday or Saturday of the games. Yep. Right. What was it like taking those kids and even myself, I guess, out of that element of that two-day weekend, so to speak, three-day weekend of the games and really getting to know these athletes beyond just that two that weekend? Like, they're just kind no. of... Yeah, I know it's like at the end of two weeks, we used to cry. We'd be here for crying, crying, and crying. That's what we used to do. But most, I'm still in touch with them. I'm sure you're in touch with a lot of them, too. The athletes from both sides, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's been a little while, but we, we're still trying and to hopefully get a reunion together. They're leaving them, and they'd be crying and hanging on you. This and that. But if we're right, it meant everybody had a good time, right? Definitely. Someone over there was pushing me one time. They said, you know, 
You don't make them do enough. You, you should make them be more independent. You should make, I, no, no, that's not our goal. Our goal is to have fun. Our right. goal was, it was the camp over there. They, they would push the kids to be more, uh, but that wasn't our goal. Our goal was just have a good time, and we did. Now, much. my trip kind of had some romance in it, but I've got to ask, you so, know, our kids over there, was there ever a romance that ever got serious enough to where, yeah, something lasted beyond that trip? I don't think so. It's too far. The ocean's in between, right? No, I don't think so. I was sort of hoping that Ray would find a nice Irish girl, but that never happened. <laughs> Ray, man, with right? that with that videoing he was doing, that was that that is a memory that will last a lifetime, and he really knew how to capture it. He did. He did. He's very good at that. He still is with the little kids, with the little grandkids. He takes video, and let me tell you, he was talented, right? He is very talented, and he's still the same Ray, you know, 13 years later. He hasn't changed one bit at no, the games. No, he hasn't. Got a little gray hair on his side, but that's it, right? Definitely. And he introduces to Magnum ice cream, and I'm still trying to find some of those <laughs> here in the yeah, city. Yeah, you brought it over here. It's not the same. Not at all, but, it, you know, it's just like, oh, I'm amazed they even have it, to be honest with you. It could seem like an Irish-only yeah. thing. Yeah, well, it's, I think it always tasted better over there because we build it up <clears throat> It was one of the things we built up. We're going to get this ice cream that's so great and all. <laughs> so maybe we all thought it was better than it was. Oh, it's not bad. It's, like it's pretty good. When we stopped the bus and we go into those little stores that had the ice cream cone out in front and they give you the ice cream cone with the crunchy in it, that was my favorite. It was. Well, one, one thing I'll say is the cobblestone. So we only, we have very few areas yeah. here in the city where it's cobblestone, but I mean that is yeah. that is that is central to Irish, you know, downtown Ireland. And I remember rolling mm. on that. That was tough. Did you ever? Uh, did, and the wheelchairs. Remember? Blah, 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 blah. Well, yeah. I mean, no one fell out. No one tipped over on them, right? Like that's never no, been an no. issue. But it, it was, was an adventure. Really, it, it was. It was right? definitely an adventure. Did you? I liked an adventure. Did you see? I don't know the. the as you saw the athletes grow, I mean, the, yes. it was they fun. Everybody grew up, like you said. You grew up. You had no choice, right? Exactly. That's the first thing. But as you saw them grow and even grow in their, their you know, athleticism, um, did you start to, like, say, hey, you know, you can do more with this athleticism? Or did you kind of say, we'll let the kid decide what they want to do with that ability? Yeah, well, you couldn't, to, to a certain extent, you could let people decide what they're going to do, but basically you had to keep a little tight control on the chaperones and the athletes because God only knows what they decide to do, right? Huh. I know the athletics so, of that weekend, you know, in Dublin, it was it was very interesting. It was in the parking lot. There were so many different things in the award ceremony. It was uh, That award ceremony was, was special too. Very touching, right? Because it was smaller than the games. You know, the games are like 1,200 kids. We had... Mostly get maybe a hundred. Well, that, that's what made the dorm special is because at Hofstra you're able to see these right. teams get honored individually, and I'm like, wow, this yeah. is so cool. How much it love! Nice. And what was nice was the families that come. Families came from all over Ireland for the, those games. Which was really something. I mean, it's not easy to travel on an island unless you have a bus like us, right? 
Well, especially with handicapped kids. It might be better now. I'm talking back to you. I don't, I don't want you getting letters saying that. Huh. I said there's no traveling in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Well, I gotta say, the Jordans are one family, but there were so many other families that made these trips possible, like the Banquets and the Burks, and I mean, uh-huh. there were so many different Maureen families. Maureen, how about Maureen? Ryan? Yeah, I mean, she was the big organizer there, Maureen. So, and right. Tyler. I used to say that to Maureen. Never leave home without Maureen. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't bad. She had everything with her, like clothes, things, everything, right? Oh, she and was so ready to wash them because it was always done then. <laughs> She was right. so ready to every every day. She had all the information there. But yeah, there were just so many families, and I'm hoping you stay in touch with every one of them. You're you're very sociable, Mom Pat. So I'm hoping you stay in touch with all of them. Well, I hope we're back next year at the game. You know, push for that and hope we're funded again, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. And hopefully, Nassau County is like uh, giving their blessing as always, which has been. Well, I think the problem with Nassau County is COVID this year. They don't want big crowds in the park. Oh, no, right? no, no. But, I mean, I know on a regular year they're very willing to do this, and that's very special. Yes. She, yes, yes. She is very willing. That one. And friendly sons, yes, they'll give us a few cents, I'm sure. Right? Yeah. But we have to do – we'll talk about that next year when the time comes out, about fundraising for the games. Right? Mom, Pat, did you ever think to go back at least one more time or two to see everybody in <laughs> yeah, Ireland? That's- Oh, by myself, yeah. <laughs> All along. <laughs> no, it, it, it's just too, you know what it is too, the people over there, it's the same as here, I've lost a lot of my contacts, right? So if they brought kids over, I could never do the things with them that we do with the kids who came in the beginning. The same going over there. We had such a routine, Dad. You know, you were going to do this, you were going to do this, you were going to do, you are going to go to Navin one day, you are going to go to Dublin Kids mm. for another day. But we've lost all those contacts now. So, so uh, whoever ran the race, I don't think I forget, the president is going to say coming out of tea anymore, right? And Colin, God rest his soul, is gone. And he was the one that worked in Dublin Castle and set up a lot of stuff for us. And, of course, we had Ray. Remember Ray? What was his name? Campion? Over there? His I believe so. Ray Haycock. He was in everything. And he, he really, we could have never gotten through Dublin the way we did without him, you know? So we were very fortunate in a lot of ways. Well, we went to places that no other people could go. That is true. And as far as athletes go, I don't believe either side lost a ton over the 20 years, which was a blessing. But I know that... Our, it, it became a big, you know, international family because we would stay in touch with those athletes and they would stay in touch back. And, you know, yeah. we, we would celebrate. We were more. I mean, it was very unique how that happened. But social media, I've got to ask you this, because 20 years ago or so, social media wasn't a thing. Uh, right. Now it is. But how were you guys? How did you guys stay in touch with the homeland? Did you write back? Now you could just message from phone. A, a phone. phone. I had a phone that the team paid the bill for so I could call anyone, <laughs> right? I did. All those long-distance calls, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I was never good at writing. Yeah, phone is better anyhow, but that's... Uh... But now it's easy, right? You just press a button and pull it the way off, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, I called you on Facebook 
Facebook Messenger as phones. So that's how easy it is nowadays. I know. I just call me on my phone. See that? I didn't even know. I said, how did you get that number? That's how you got on Facebook Messenger, right? Yes. Now you don't put this up, right? Yeah, I'm going to put this up ever, you know, where all our friends can hear. Because, you know, as I said at the beginning, we're going to miss each other at the at the games. But I just think having these conversations for me is cathartic. And, you know, getting in touch, re- reconnect with thank my friends you. and family from there. So thank you for doing this today. Oh, thank you for asking me. But I can't let you go without asking, what is your message for the games community and and um, for those who are part of the Physically Challenged Irish American Youth Team, what's your message? My message? my message is to do the best you can with the abilities that you have, right? My message to the athletes, that is. My message to all the volunteers and everybody is to keep the faith and pray that we get back to the games next year. And it's also a message to them that they have to remember why they're there a lot of volunteers forget why they're there, and they think they're there for their own satisfaction, and that's the satisfaction of all these athletes, you know? That's a big problem, but it's all right. We'll solve it all, and we will get together next year. I'm sure we can do it. Right? 1,000%. Uh, I'm Alex Garrett. This has been a special conversation with Mama Pat, Pat Jordan. Mama Pat, what? with your Irish heritage, what's that? what was that like being in in the homeland, so to speak, and also b- being able to bring these kids over there? Well, I don't know. I don't think they like it when I drag them around from grave to grave. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, Island to me was very something special. I really didn't realize um, how I was going to feel about it. I never really desired to go there before we went. But it, it, it's a certain feeling now. It's like going back to your roots, you know? Uh, and I'll then know, we totally. go, when we go up to Mayo, we, did we go to Mayo with you that year? Go to uh, Knock and go over to the uh, Polo Boys place and all. Did we do that that year? I'm not I don't remember. sure. I don't no, know that. I don't think so. You would remember it. I think with you guys, we went up to, um, did we go north? Well, we went to uh, Ardglass, I think it was called, or something like that. It was up there. Ardglass, yes, with Congo. Yep. Yes, Ardglass, they were so good to us up there, right? Oh, my gosh. They were great. And I think we went to Cork. Right. I might be wrong, but I thought we went up to Cork. But anyway, so it is special, I'm sure. And, um, and you know, for the kids to be participating there is great. And do mm. you... I feel bad that there's so many kids missing us now, right? But yeah. we couldn't do it forever. It was, as I say, the course was getting astronomical, and what can we do, right? Well, let me ask you, and, while I still have you, do you think, though, the messages could be, you know, if you can afford it, still go, like still go to Ireland? I think, is it wheelchair well, accessible for kids now. or not really? <laughs> well, not during the Ireland pandemic. Ireland on complete lockdown. Uh, yes. I think Ireland was a great place for everybody to see. Um I don't know now with this, um, not even the COVID, but the first time we went north, there was still um, gates, and you could look up in the hills and you would see the soldiers with the guns, because we're going from the Republic into England, really, right? Right. It's Great Britain. And then we had the peace, and they took all of that down. The first one year they went, 
Did you know like Sarah Cronin in her class? Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, Clinton and all that bunch. Um, they went up, we went up, and there was a car bombing a couple of blocks away in the north. So it wasn't so great up there then. But then when we had the peace, it was fun. We could go. We could go into Belfast. And, of course, we didn't really go there as much as we did to Ardglass and Down Patrick and, right? St. Patrick's Church and Down Patrick, another big cathedral, right? Yeah. What, what is your, I, I never knew this, what, what part of uh, Ireland was your family from? From Mayo. From Mayo. We went over, we visited where Ed's been, my family's been here for a few generations, so I don't know a lot about, but Ed's grandfather was buried over there. So we went to visit his grave and we went to visit some cousins of his while we were there. And one of the chaperones came from Ireland and the first night they were there, she was a nurse and we we're sitting talking and she said, well, you know, I had some relatives over here. He was a cop. His name was Jordan. I said, oh, well, welcome cousin. <laughs> because the cousin was his father, right? Oh my gosh. And I, she, yeah, so you still have some. He still has some relatives over the right up, but he does. But it, 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 I, I especially liked being over in Mayo. I did feel that uh, it was part of my roots. When right? you were, yeah, and when, but when you're in the throes of all these trips, it doesn't really hit you, right? So, at what point did it hit you? Wow, I just was in Ireland. Like I just visited well, there with these. Yeah, I just visited there. Yeah, well, because I used to go in between, too. We'd have a meeting or I'd have to go. I went over to a wedding one time and I went over to a funeral another time. And so I was always back and forth after the first trip. But um, it was the first time I was really that far away from home as the rest of you guys, right? Yeah. And I think Patricia was with me that year. and uh, But I, I didn't do a lot that year. Um I was sort of just along observing because we knew eventually we were going to take it over, right? And uh, it was, uh, I don't know, it's just that everything there is so old and you look at all this stuff and you oh my God, these people, generations and generations back, the castles, how about up in Navin at the, um, what's the name? Oh, Navin Race That course. monument. Uh, yeah. Well, I love that whole trip. It was it was great. I'm I'm it's not all that stuff was it was all sold. We don't have that yet. Right? The kid, Dublin Castle, I love Dublin Castle. Walking through it. I know the kids some of the shoppers you know, we have to do that again. Yeah, you're doing every time Michael get used to it because the kids that are with us haven't ever done it, right? And That's right. Do it. And the stories that we came and, back with was unbelievable, really. I mean, just, and the people over there were very good to us. Weren't they? One hundred percent. Well, Mom, yeah, Pat, everything. You wanted. Everything, right? everything. Oh, I am so glad that we had this conversation, Pat. And I'm going to play it in post production, but I'm going to play Amarillo because that's the song that we kind of. Oh right, we. <laughs> our theme song, right? Our big theme song. Oh, my God. If I heard that song one more time, I was going to bang my head against the wall. Well, you'll hear... That was Edward and Ray, who made, like, a hundred copies of it. And every place we went, and every... That's because it's the only song this kid likes to listen to. 
Oh man, it was a great song. And I, I bothered the, uh, I, not bothered, but I kept playing it in the summer school when I got back to. to <laughs> yeah. You bothered them. <laughs> that was good, but that was that was such a joke. But it was a lot of fun thing then, right? And every time you come on, the kid would laugh, and they play loud over the last speeches, and uh, that's what you heard for a whole a... two weeks. Well, Mama Pat. I got some news for you. You're going to have to hear it one more time. Is this the way to Amarillo? Oh, what a song we, we partied to over in Ireland. Uh, but I want to say thank you for joining this podcast. Thanks again, Pat, Mama Happy Pat. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Same to you out there. And remember, we're always adapting at Alex Garrett Podcast. Well,